Howdy. Welcome to episode 129 of District of Conservation. This is the last episode before Christmas, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I want to talk briefly about two interesting matters for you. I'm going to talk about why North Face is on Santa's naughty list with divesting from certain oil and gas interests. This was first brought to my attention from a tweet by Congressman Dan Crenshaw. And I will talk about the bipartisan Accelerating Veterans Recovery Outdoors Act that was co-sponsored by Senator Steve Daines and how it'll enhance outdoor therapies for veterans returning from combat. The luxury outdoor brand North Face may be getting a lump of coal this Christmas and a place on Santa's naughty list. Why? The company, which is largely divested from oil and gas, is exhibiting hypocrisy. Congressman Dan Crenshaw pointed out this on December 12th. I've wanted to talk about this story, but haven't found the right occasion to do it. He tweets, ah, yes, North Face, who is fully divested from oil and gas, except for dot, 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 their supply chain, that ex- petroleum-based clothing materials, transportation, retail stores, and manufacturing. The virtue signaling is exhausting. Stop it. And he was referencing an article in CBS 7 entitled North Face Turns Back an Oil and Gas Company in West Texas. Inovix Downhole Solution says it was recently denied an order of jackets by the North Face, a popular outdoor recreation company because they're in the oil and gas business. I was surprised, but not surprised, if that makes sense. Inovix CEO Adam Anderson said... Novix is based in Houston and has nearly 100 workers in the Permian Basin. Each year, the company gets a Christmas gift for its employees. This year, it was supposed to be a North Face jacket with an Inovix logo, a company Inovix has ordered gear from in the past. The company providing the jacket said the North Face doesn't want to support the oil and gas industry in the same way they'd reject the porn industry or tobacco industry. Quote, they told us we do not meet their brand standards, Anderson said. The irony of North Face denying service to an industry that provides its ability to make and sell its products isn't lost either. Quote, the recreational activities they encourage are all ones that require hydrocarbons to make the products, to provide the means to get to whatever activity folks want to perform, Anderson said. It's just so intertwined with everything that we do. Everything is right. It's a position Anderson wants to convey to the North Face and the rest of the world. So he responded to the North Face via LinkedIn, penning a four-page letter about the oil and gas industry. This is a letter from Mr. Anderson titled, The Virtues of Low-Cost and Reliable Energy. He writes that he's the proud CEO of Inovix Downhole Solutions. We are an industry leader providing tools and technologies to service oil and gas producers nation worldwide. Our work enables our customers, employees, and communities to thrive. Low-cost, reliable energy is critical to enable humans to flourish. Oil and natural gas are the two primary resources humanity can use to create low-cost and reliable energy. The work of my company and our industry more broadly enables humans to have a quality of life and life expectancy that were unfathomable only a century, only a century ago. The merits of low-cost and reliable energy are too numerous to cite in totality, but here are a few key highlights. Lifespans and quality of life have expanded dramatically over the last 150 years, enabled by access to abundant energy. The low-cost and reliable energy enables life-saving technologies. For example, the new Pfizer vaccine must be stored at negative 70 degrees Celsius. This would be impossible without low-cost and reliable energy. American industry is dependent on low-cost and reliable energy to thrive and compete internationally. More than a billion people worldwide wide live today without access to electricity. As a result, these people live shorter, more difficult, and dangerous lives than necessary. The solution to this problem is more low-cost and reliable energy, no less. He also added about 
hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons are the only source of supply for the vast majority of our low cost of our low cost and reliable energy needs. The oil and gas industry is essential to enable human flourishing and no low cost and reliable alternatives exist. He also writes a few more bullet points. Oil and natural gas are the only viable sources for low cost, reliable energy today. Wind, solar, and many other alternatives suffer from an intermittency problem that has not yet been solved. Any attempts to move our energy consumption to these unreliable, higher-cost sources of energy will have many negative impacts for humanity as it will dramatically decrease our access to low-cost and reliable energy. And they talked about the supply chain, about how oil and gas are used in many important ways to create materials that go into thousands of critical products like clothing, smartphones, vehicles, and life-saving medical devices. And the oil and gas industry is a bastion of high-quality, high-paying industrial jobs for our people. So this, you can read on your own. I think it's really bold that companies are not taking the bait and that North Face can virtue signal in this respect. Hey, they're free to disassociate and divest with oil and gas. I'm not going to tell them what they can and cannot do in terms of their business conduct. They're free to do that. But if they rely a little bit on oil and gas for their supply chains, are they truly divested and sticking to their mission statement? No, they're hypocrites in this regard. So good for this company in Novex for calling them out. There's been a lot of interesting legislation passed these last four years and the newest bill signed into law by President Trump is a bill, a bipartisan bill that was championed by Montana Senator Steve Daines, who just won re-election, that will enhance outdoor opportunities for veterans that are struggling with PTSD or TBI so they can get a all-encompassing outdoor experience in a very positive, relaxing setting. The Great Outdoors is shown to have innumerable benefits for those suffering from PTSD and TBI. Numerous studies have started to come out about fly fishing and its therapeutic remedies that it affords veterans struggling with PTSD and TBI. Hunting is also demonstrated to show that as well, fishing in general, and just spending time hiking, horseback riding. So this is from the Great Falls Tribune, which is a local Montana publication bill to promote outdoor therapies for veterans signed into law. The Accelerating Veterans Recovery Outdoors Act was co-introduced in Congress by Senator Steve Daines, Republican of Montana, and Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, a Democrat from Nevada, in May 2019. And it was just signed into law by President Trump, believe it or not, on December 5th, earlier this month. And they say that this bill mandates the formation of an interagency task force to identify opportunities for veterans to use public lands for medical treatment and recreational therapies to identify any barriers to using those opportunities and to develop recommendations to facilitate the use of outdoor spaces by veterans for medical treatment and therapy. According to a statement from Senator Daines, here's what he said about this. The outdoors is critical to our Montana way of life and can help Montana veterans who are recovering from trauma and injuries they experienced in combat, Daines said. That's why I'm glad my bipartisan bill promoting recovery and treatment programs on public lands for the benefit of Montana veterans has been signed into law. And they read that, interestingly enough, this bill was endorsed by numerous veterans organizations and outdoor recreation groups, including... American Legion, Veterans of America, Veterans Outdoor Advocacy Group, National Parks Conservation, and Sierra Club, among others. Veterans groups like 
Project Healing Waters, which is local to the D.C. metro area, and Field of Dreams have long touted the physical and emotional benefits of getting veterans outdoors and active. The Accelerating Veterans Recovery Outdoors Act was co-sponsored by by 14 Democrats, 9 Republicans, and 2 independent congressional lawmakers. So the article also says that the Veterans Affairs Secretary has 180 days to establish a task force on outdoor recreation for veterans, whose duty it will be to identify opportunities for veterans to use public lands for medical treatment and recreational therapies, catalog any barriers to veterans taking advantage of those opportunities and to develop a list of recommendations on how public lands and other outdoor spaces can be used to facilitate preventative care, medical treatment, and therapies for veterans. You guys to the bill in Congress so you can read more about it. I'm a big time proponent of this. This should supersede politics. This is great that Congress can come together for good bipartisan legislation. Remember, there's also bad bipartisan legislation, but in the few instances where they can come together, put aside partisan differences and usher in projects that actually have inherent benefits to people like veterans who serve this country greatly and getting them plugged into the great outdoors. They should be applauded, and we are applauding that here on District of Conservation. Thank you for listening to this installment of District of Conservation. I hope you've caught some past episodes with some interviews I've done with Congress people-elect, with the EPA administrator, Andrew Wheeler. I hope you've enjoyed these monologue episodes as well. There's so much to comb through, so many different things to discuss, and it's so hard to condense everything into little short installment podcasts like this. But if you'd like to hear more topics like this, let me know, shoot me your feedback, and I will do my best to cover these subjects. Next week, you're going to hear firsthand from my friend Brad Smith, a past guest of the podcast, who joined my father and I for some fantastic steelhead fishing over the weekend. And he's going to talk about steelhead fishing, tips to have successful experiences, why that trip was so cool, how we finally connected after years of just being connected online, having worked at several things, having overlap at some companies, and finally meeting face-to-face and what that meant and how important these type of relationships are in the outdoor industry. And my dad is also going to come on to talk about his first steelhead fishing experience. I'd never seen him more excited to catch fish. He told me on our drive to and fro Pennsylvania that that was probably one of the best fishing trips we've ever gone on on land which I was so happy to hear. And he was like a kid in a candy store. So you're going to hear from both Brad and my dad, Boris, both past guests on the podcast about how fun winter steelhead fishing is and why properties like those available through outdoor access are so important and also a great alternative if you're a little afraid to access public lands, especially if you're not from Pennsylvania. I still had to buy licenses. When you hunt on and fish on private lands, you're still required to buy your licenses. Generally speaking, I always do because I want to support the conservation efforts and because the fish that we targeted were from Pennsylvania's Fish and Boat Commission's stocking program. So I'm going to talk more about that program, our trip, the results of our findings and adventure and so much more and why you should have membership in outdoor access and fish this amazing property. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Have a Merry Christmas, Merry Fishmas. Hopefully you're going to get some last minute hunting and fishing trips in. I'll rejoin you guys next Monday and Tuesday for some more interesting interviews.